Mary Mead. This is Weekly Witchy Wednesday with your host, Tindaji Shea. Join us each Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to get tips on herbs, oils, bells, and tails with amazing guests from around the globe. Join in. Merry meet and blessed be. Welcome to Weekly Witchy Wednesday. This is your host, Tendaji Ashe. It has never been more important of a time in the history of living beings than now to begin speaking truth. Truth has so many different facets, and yet how it is received is based on how one has been taught or raised in a community or social environment. Prejudices and fears take many different forms and have cost lives. Today, I'm delighted to share with you one of my personal friends and colleagues, Angela Lynn Gibson. Now, this is a very amazing person. She is a fully acknowledged and accepted psychic and intuitive medium in the community. She also is a transpersonal counselor that implores or applies her skills as an intuitive and a medium. She presently holds her Bachelor of Science in Biology, um, pre-med from the University of Colorado. Oh, my gosh, the list goes on and on. She's been interested in metaphysics science all of her life, and she has an amazing story that's connected to how she began to know that she was connected on both sides of the world. And so I'd like to welcome you to the show, my beautiful friend, Miss Angela Lynn Gibson. Welcome. Thank you so much, Tinjati. It's always a pleasure to, to speak with you. I know we spend hours at times on the topic, and so I'm just I'm excited to be here. This is this is fun. Amazing, very very good. I'm glad, and so I, I do want to say that I, I want you to to share where we can find you first because I like everyone to be able to connect to your page and review and explore as we are are sharing um, on this topic that we're going to cover today, which is the crucifixion of the witch, um, which is really heavy. <laughs> yes, so, it is. But, and by the way, I really appreciate the words that you used as an opening for this topic because it's so true. No matter if you're a witch uh, or not a witch, it doesn't matter. The uh, prejudices through fear that's what I hope to help overcome in my teaching. Uh, but a little little bit about me, as you mentioned, I am an intuitive medium. I'm also host of Transpersonal Radio, and I'm co-host of the award-winning television show Paranormal Insight. I also help psychics and mediums get consistent paying clients and be profitable in their purpose. So if anybody out there is listening uh, that would like to speak with me about that, I'm available. A little bit about what I do uh, when I'm working with you as a client. I fully engage my psychic and intuitive potential mediumship skills and counseling experience to guide you in transforming your life. Each of you receives messages from source or from those who have crossed over. My job is to channel those messages in a way you can relate to so you can live your life with purpose, joy, and prosperity. 
people can find out a lot more about me because, as you said, there's quite a story, and they can find out about what I do by going to my website, AngelaLynnGibson.com. You'll find very little about the craft on that site. I'll get more about uh, into that more in our discussion today. But I do have a couple domain names I reserve for an upcoming project, so stay tuned. Good, amazing. So now with that all being said, and everyone out there, just so you know, I want to offer clarity. It's Angela Lynn, dot com. So when you're Correct. typing it in and you can visit – uh, her page while we're um, broadening this topic, um, really getting deep into the topic. So I wanted to ask you, what led you to the pagan choices um, of this lifestyle or the pagan choice lifestyle? What was that? Well, Tanjadi, I would say really that that path chose me through both lineage and environment. See, I, I grew up in England, so I was surrounded by pagans and druids. And although I was raised agnostic in England, I come from a long line of pagan druids and craft workers. When I would visit my maternal grandmother, she would always teach me candle magic, earth magic, and earth. She never called it that. But as I got older, I began to put the pieces together. She always had an altar and followed certain rituals. On the other hand, my paternal grandmother was Baptist, and she believed in the hellfire and brimstone teachings. She made no apologies for her stern disciplinarian ways. And you can see the interesting dichotomy I was experiencing in my younger years. Mm. Yeah, right. So I could see how um, freedom on one side, like let's just say the the far end of the spectrum, right? Freedom to express, Mm -hmm. freedom to to grow, (laughs) freedom to expand, was on one side of the family, and on the whole other, at the end of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> at the other end of the rope, then you have yes. um, all the blockages, yes. and, and every yes. blockage that you could think of. Because unfortunately, when, when we are connected to something, uh, a fundamental traditional religious order, there there are mm-hmm. fears and blockages because that's what keeps uh, maybe those groups of people in a certain amount of control. And so, that's therefore, right. then that's mm-hmm. passed on, and, and so, and that's not with that, that's not judgment. That's just a factual statement. That's, that's true. Factual. That has happened. So, so, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so now getting into it, what obstacles did you find in walking as a craft worker, aka witch? Mm, that's an excellent question, and I have to tell you, I really did a lot of contemplation on this. I consider myself a psy witch and an, an eclectic witch, and. I have to say I'm not completely out of the broom closet even today. The fact is I have repressed and hit that part of myself for a very long time because of faulty belief systems and because of fear of persecution and discrimination. It's ironic because I have had people call me out as a witch most of my life, but it has been a long journey from denial to acceptance within myself. And there are still obstacles I deal with regularly. One is that I don't necessarily proclaim that I'm a witch because I know it can affect my business. I'm an intuitive medium and I read the tarot. And even though my teacher Ariel says what could be more witchy than communicating with the dead, I don't put emphasis on my craft work when performing my job. I don't hide it, mind you, but I also don't emphasize it. And it's because I've dealt with clients who have no problem coming to get a tarot reading or coming to me for mediumship services, but they would avoid me or block at any inkling of craft work. And it seems counterintuitive, right? But 
it's directly related to the persistent misunderstanding about who a witch really is and what the craft is really all about. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, I could right there. I, I get it. <laughs> I was going to say I, I totally get that, and 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 I I'm right there with you when I when you speak on to that role or or that knowing of yourself, and then mm-hmm. and then being having the confidence to say, oh, yeah, that's what I do, because you you, you deal with people's uh, fear, their insecurities, their um, their own blockages, their own, whatever mm-hmm. it is that's stopping them from seeing. And you're right, it is counterintuitive. You come to get a reading, and then, boom, you then all of a sudden there's Jesus Christ in it, or there's, um, or, uh, you know, I've, the fear that they might go to hell for asking you. Uh, and then then if you say that you're a witch or they see that you're a witch, then all of a mm-hmm. sudden that confirms their demonistic um, torture that they put themselves through. That confirms exactly. all of that. That they like, put oh themselves through. Exactly. exactly. That's, that's the key. <laughs> and, you know, I can also tell you a story to illustrate the discrimination that still occurs against witches. I uh, had the opportunity recently to host a sacred ceremony. It's non-craft related. But as you know, Samhain is the Witches' New Year, so I thought it would be a great time to hold this ceremony because, it's a, it, you know, the spiritual and consciousness enlightenment ceremony, while it was not craft related, it was still, you know, it was about spiritual, and it's, it's about consciousness enlightenment. And so I thought, well, that would be a great time to do it. The, re- the response that I received to that idea was as follows. Quote, Unfortunately, the majority of people are not as conscious as you are. Opinion is not in our favor. If we choose to align with Halloween, we will be stereotyped forever and lose credibility with those who do not have your background. End quote. And you know what? He's correct. It's up to us as practitioners, craft workers, witches, to do our part to hold ourselves to a higher standard and not give reason for more retribution. I didn't take offense to his viewpoint. I'm not going to say it didn't sting a little bit, but I didn't take offense to it because what I did instead is I took it as an opportunity to recognize that more work needs to be done to remove the mysteries and the myths around what witchcraft is really all about. So that's where my passion, deconstructing the myths one by one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, You 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 hit it right on, and and that was an excellent piece to bring up to the to the uh, table. And I say that because I've just recently had an experience with um, a so-called client who requested uh, a reading because, you know, again, I do tarot and oracles. And, mm-hmm. you know, she reneged on, on a payment. So I had to stand in a different type of, you know, truth at that moment. <laughs> like, okay, right. what's your value, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yes. However, what I realized is that she reneged on it because she was warring within herself about her own um, consciousness, right, should she have gone to uh, uh, someone who does work um, or divine divining work and it contradicts with maybe her spiritual, I shouldn't say maybe, definitely her spiritual raising or her religious raising and training, mm-hmm. raising and training uh, with, with the Holy Bible or with the Bible. And Mm-hmm. And there's this there's this scripture in there that says you should not connect with anybody that's divining, et cetera. And and that was put mm-hmm. in there because you know that was a fear mechanism. However, mm-hmm. the 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 message she sent back to me is that I hope that Jesus Christ 
pays this bill in the name of his blood, et cetera, et cetera. And she went on and on and mm. on. And, and what was amazing mm. about this small little statement was she didn't even realize that it was a curse itself. Mm-hmm. And that's right. And, and that's realize. a bastardization of, of, of the teachings and the scriptures of Jesus himself. So that's exactly. So here mm-hmm. in this fear is also this ignorance that mm-hmm. she didn't even realize that she herself was creating her own curse. And and I right. and I wanted to say, wow, sweetheart, I really wish you hadn't said even that because that was a curse in itself. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, so yeah, so I see how this is a passion. It's a passion of mine. That's why we do have to do mm-hmm. what you wouldn't say. Like to remove the stigma, the fear that's attached to what mm-hmm. it is what is a witch. And and exactly. yet at the same time, here's the here's the brunt of it. What what does that come with when you do step onto this playing field? That's right. You know, in this arena. Right. So let's go, let's move into this piece of it. What fears affect the freedom and validity of witches? Eclectic, solitary, um, a coven? What fears are attached? And what are those connected with in the perspective of the storyline of the witch throughout history? Wow, this is this is something we could do several shows on. So I just you know, I'm Hello. gonna really get some highlights here. <laughs> but what a what a beautiful question because this is at the forefront of consciousness in general. Today I'm a solitary practitioner and while I study the tenets as taught by the druidic craft of the wise, I would say that I'm still a practitioner of non denominational witchcraft. And witchcraft like Christianity has become splintered with many different belief systems some of which have become dogmatic. And it's a shame to see many fall into the same bonds of organized religion. They so desperately tried to escape in the first place. It's, uh, that's a dichotomy in and of itself. Uh, addressing covens, finding a proper coven is a real challenge. Uh, first, you have to wade through all the sad practitioners who don't really take the craft seriously. And while witchcraft should be fun, it is still a sacred practice and it should be treated as such. Second, you have to find a coven that either believes and practices the way you do or find a coven that is truly eclectic and open-minded in their practice. You know, it doesn't really do any good to join a coven who practices skyclad if that's something that makes you uncomfortable or doesn't resonate with you. You know, it's, so that, you know, you've got challenges right there. But mm-hmm. let's address your question about the fear affecting the freedom and validity of witches because that is so critical and key to what's going on even today. First of all, my teachers, Ariel and Eli, explained that the craft needs no defense, and that's true. That is true. However, when as a witch you are in fear of losing your job or you're being pushed out of your home or your town, or worse, even today, some witches or those accused of practicing witchcraft are being beaten and killed, yes, that actually still happens even today, then it's our job in the community to do our part to address ignorance surrounding pagan beliefs and educating as many as have ear to hear. So... Before I say this, I want to make it clear that I'm not on a crusade against Christianity. Quite the opposite, my goal is tolerance of everyone's chosen practice as long as it harms none. And I want to point out that even though there is, there does seem to be this dichotomy between Christians and uh, Wiccans or witches, there are Christians who have actually defended the rights of Wiccans and witches, and even some witches who call themselves Christian witches and incorporate Christian prayers and items into their practice. Having said that, one of the most common phrases used against witchcraft is from the Christian Bible, Exodus 22:18, which says, you shall not suffer a witch to live. However, 
the actual Hebrew word used in the original text of this passage is kashach, meaning sorcerer, or in those days referring to one who practices all know and understand that no one should be practicing any form of the dark arts. What you do to others, you do to yourself. In the interest of time, I'm not going to go into much depth at the moment, but it needs to be said that there are several more examples where the Hebrew and Greek words have been mistranslated in the Bible, changing the entire meaning of the passages that were used to condemn and persecute witches, and indeed have been used to crucify and execute witches throughout history. And it's all based on fear and misunderstanding. Again, in the interest of time, I'm going to be brief here, but I want to mention that there are many paths to source. Throughout history, Egyptians, Romans, Greeks, Celtic Druids, pagans, indigenous cultures, and even Christians have all created labels and pantheons to try to describe a very complex concept of the genesis of life, death, and the afterlife. If humanity can come to understand that these labels and pantheons are all archetypes trying to make sense of and become comfortable with perfectly natural events, Perhaps we can all stop the destructive infighting and begin to evolve into our higher consciousness. I love that. And I know that's a lot. It's a lot of information. But this is so important to get at. The the bottom line is this. There is, whether it's witch or non-witch, whether it's Christian or non-Christian, whether it's pagan or non-pagan, whether it's atheist or, or non-atheist, it doesn't matter, the label. The point is, is that we are all uh, in, in, in human condition trying to make archetypes, trying to, to create labels, trying to take extremely complex events and concepts and make them manageable so that we can communicate with one another. There's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. Unfortunately, that tends to devolve into group thinking that my group is better than your group and now we're missing the entire point. Absolutely, and 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 even doing so, I find that um, even in the pagan community, there could be a lot of undermining of the of the central point, which is to um, to recognize uh, the the. I'm just going to go here because it's what I promote: the goddess within, or the god mm-hmm. within, and that we are mm-hmm. um, that that we're having this experience, spiritual world, accepting the physical vessel as part of its movement. And so therefore mm-hmm. what I what I find um in in this is that the fear to separate you from your power mm-hmm. is is part of this control. Um and also maybe the veil that one person put up in in their if if you believe in this or if somebody believes in this, um, your prior life to to work yourself through uh, the the insecurities, the fear, the 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 obstacles to reach the other side. However, there have been a lot of um, oh man, lives have been lost because oh, of yeah. this fear and and because of this veil of not knowing that you are a spirit residing in a physical body that's connecting to your physical resource and then being able to open up and allow your your spirit body to um, to work in tandem with the physical body. So, see, right. what I find, right? What I'm finding is that people say, "Well, I'm I'm human. I'm human. I'm human," and 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 then they don't want to acknowledge the spiritual side that they are that spiritual mm-hmm. side. So, therefore, they shut down the activity of the spiritual side, 
and then therefore they persecute, they mm-hmm. um, execute, they crucify. <laughs> so, I mean, I want you to tap into that because we have a, a huge uh, this 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 thing is just not only in the United States that we deal with, I'm just going to say the Salem witch hunts. We have mm-hmm, even today mm-hmm. that uh, different ones are being attacked um, in, uh, let's say, Kenya for That's being right. witches. We even have, right, we even have children mm-hmm. that are being uh, removed from their home because they're children witches. And it's like, really? That's exactly right. And that child mm-hmm. might have a natural inclination for knowing um, her craft or having a natural inclination for being able to intuit. And That's so exactly there's, right. There's, right. So there's a lot of persecution. So, you know, with that being said, what is your take on on part of this history and uh, removing um, or, or beginning the, the process of removing the stigma and the pain from mm-hmm. this part of our history? So, and then... Go ahead, go ahead, because I know I'm so, and so there's, we have, there's so much. <laughs> there is, and so what I'd like to say about that right out of the gate is I would love to do another call dedicated to looking at the study of the persecution, the crucifixion, uh, the execution of witches throughout time and throughout history, and really talking about the burning times, uh, and and as it as it happens still in modern day times, we unfortunately don't have a lot of time with that, but I'm going to address the second part of your question, which is what you're really trying to get at. What can we do to change this? shift what can we do to to look at this and i think part of what you're doing uh Tindavi, is is educating doing your part to get the word out there i'm doing my part to educate and so here's what i want to conclude with today i was born with red hair which carries with it the stereotype of having no soul yes i i grew up hearing that and i was also born left-handed which carries with it the stereotype of being of the dark side. So as you can see, just by being born, I'm already doomed. <laughs> uh, so, so the left-hand path most often refers to the path of the dark arts or black magic. And being left-handed has historically been considered wrong and not accepted. So here I am, red hair and left-handed. So you can imagine the complex I had to work through. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But I was also given, I was also given the name Angela which literally means messenger of God in Greek, and it means angel in Latin. So by my very existence, I defy customary paradigms. I'm here here to shift global consciousness by being the messenger I was called to be. So here is an important message. Magic or alchemy is nothing more than the manipulation of energy by focusing the intent of your thought form. Magic is not evil unless the person using it intends it to be. Magic follows the natural universal laws. Being a witch means respecting yourself, respecting others, and respecting nature. Being a witch means taking responsibility for yourself and for your actions. And finally, all power and all knowledge is within you. Magic is inside you. Your thoughts create your reality. That's an amazing, that, that statement is truth. And there is no fear in that statement. Even as I... No fear in that statement. No, no. And, and I've lived both sides of the world. And, I'm, and I say mm-hmm. it this way, both sides of the religious world, just as you have, mm-hmm. and, and the, the spirit-inclined world and that of, of a pagan. And That's right. 
when I listen to it, let's just say in the consciousness of where I used to be, I still would not be afraid of that that statement because it removes the fear of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, even the mere fact that we breathe <laughs> and nobody can figure out how that keeps going, that's magic. It is. Or let's just, a very good is magic. <laughs> or or look, you know, you, you, I'm going to go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, you bring, up a, you bring up an important point as well, because herein lies a paradox. Part of that fear is owning your own power. It's so much easier to say, it's out of my hands. It's God's will. It's out of my hands. I don't make any decisions. My life is civility because Jesus died for my sins. I've been in that realm. I understand that. I understand the comfort in being able to say, well, you know, I don't really, I have a God that takes care of me in the world and, and he makes the decisions. And so even stepping into your own power and owning your own divinity and seeing your worth, there has to be fear overcome. But once you do that, wow, there is such a peace and such a, a sense of empowerment and such, uh, you know, it's, it's almost it's, it's a type of love that you can really put into words. When you reach oh, that point, yeah, and and I was going to say a freedom, um, a, a, just your own personal freedom, and there's power in that freedom. Mm. And um, you know, it's like that. There's a scripture that says, "The truth shall shall shit." Oh, look, I can't even say that right. The truth <laughs> shall set you free. Yes. So, however, yes. it's interesting that was that's what I brought out in the beginning. This perception of truth, and the reason why mm-hmm. I say this is because my mother raised us Catholic. And, you know, and again, I don't, just the same as, um, I'm not afraid to say pagan, witch, or whatever. I'm also not afraid to say what religious order I was attached to, because that's mm-hmm. part of the learning mm-hmm. curve. And so we were raised clairvoyant, and our whole family, they they uh, they, they had these beautiful, um, natural, God-given, because they are God-given, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. gifts, right? And so, and she would struggle with expressing it. She would struggle with her uh, premonitions about mm. expressing it because that was it, it would be considered wrong. And I remember doing, um, mm. you know, because I, I was studying journalism in college, and in that process, I remembered that, uh, or I studied. Let me say it that way: that Santeria and Voodoo and Catholicism was all interrelated. And I remember bringing mm-hmm. that to my mother and just saying mm-hmm. to her, "Mom, did you know that like Catholics?" are practicing witchcraft in such and such and so and so and my mother said, Stop that. Right. I I don't even want to hear mm-hmm. don't say that because that's an abomination, <laughs> abomination against God's word. That's blasphemy. And I'm like, what is blasphemy? I'm trying mm-hmm. to understand. There there are people mm-hmm. like in the southern states in the deep, you know, bayou that are practicing Catholic and the craft. And so mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. then and and then of course you go to Vudan and it's not a craft. It's um it's their spiritual way of life. They'll tell you it's mm-hmm. my craft, but it's it's their mm-hmm. acceptance of their spirit energy. And then That's I went right. from that to Baptist, Pentecostal, to Jehovah's Witness. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about major fears. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden I'm pagan? It's like, oh, yes. heck. Where did that go? Well, that's because I realized that there was so much truth in my, the truth yes. shall, shall set you mm-hmm. free. And, and you've now always I've been pagan. Exactly. Exactly. And and recognizing that and getting to 
getting to the truth of that, the the, the core truth, not someone's perceived truth. Uh-huh, there you go. Core. And, and that's where this, the power is at release, releasing or removing these fears that are exactly. attached and so that are attached to it. I think uh, a primary job for you and a primary job for me is to be a guide and a facilitator and providing information to those that, that are ready and able to hear it. Every person has to experience his or her, her own personal journey. That's something that comes from within to find that sense of power and that sense of truth and that sense of knowing. And uh, and, and uh, all I can say is that I'm here to do the best I can at that. I love it. I love it. And thank you so very much for joining me today. Again, this show, uh, we will do a, a live version of this show again. And um, and for those that would like to call in and, and ask a question, there will be some question answer time with Angela Lynn Gibson. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today to Weekly Witchy Wednesday with my beautiful friend Angela Lynn Gibson, the crucifixion of the witch. Join me next week again on Weekly Witchy Wednesday. Thank you, Angela. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Mm-hmm.